Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Also, you can start on OnlyFans uh, without the porn element. Yeah, but what's right? the point? To get tips. We to could get start, what? That could be the new... We could, <laughs> no. we could get rid of coffee and have an OnlyFans. <laughs> it's saying. like having a Patreon, isn't it? <laughs> if we ever have a premium tier... Yeah. If we ever decide to do a premium tier, I do not want to use Patreon. I want our platform to be OnlyFans. Oh, for God's sake. I mean, that's very us. That is something yeah. we would do. So you get people only- really no curious. And then it's just <laughs> There's like- no reason you can't do that. It is an only... And just because I love the idea of people having OnlyFans showing up in their bank statements yeah. for listening to a podcast about music. Some very difficult, uh, it's very difficult conversations with their partners. No, you don't understand. It's these three men. Uh, <laughs> they, they talk about music from the 90s. Uh, <laughs> hey 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 also music from recently yeah sometimes sometimes but less. let's go back to our like we're going back to our core uh, you know this is this is our sean core yeah hello and welcome to what is music a music podcast about music we're a podcast focusing on discographies doing deep dives on one artist at a time you join us as we take a little break from Radiohead to look into the future of the podcast and set the ball rolling on selecting an artist to cover in the future, finally being able to ask the question, who is music? I'm Adam Scott Glasspool. I'm a big music fan. I'm joined by my two very good friends, one of whom is not really that into music, but does like bits of it. It's Lucas Way. Hi. And the other one is kind of like a medium man. <laughs> it's Steve Murphy. I'm a large now, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. oh, you've got up, yeah, yeah. up size. That's oh, unfortunate. Yeah. That is yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you guys? It's very warm. It's very warm. I feel like that's been in the intro to a lot of our recent episodes. Mm-hmm. It's warm. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm there's excited. A, there's a buzz too. in the room. There's a buzz in the room. Yes, because this let is like... Out. Open the window, let him out. Yeah. It's like an NFL draft almost, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'd, love yeah. A, I'd love an NFL draft right now. I'd love a draft just flow because through on my face. That's, that's great. great. That's great. That is good. It's yeah. great stuff. And it's reasons like that. That's why people come back to this podcast time and also, time again. I attended this year's NFL draft. 
Did you? Did you actually attend the NFL draft? Well, I mean, I was on the strip and it was happening there. It's not like a ticketed That's event. That's not attending it. How is it? does it not? What constitutes attending? Being in the room. Well, okay, I wasn't in the room with Being all the Being one of the players that might be drafted. Well. That constitutes. It wasn't impossible. Uh, a lot of people would have had to have suddenly passed away for you to be considered. I would be in the top. <laughs> I would be in the top fifty percent of human beings that is that is in contention for it because it's an all male sport. In fact, I'd probably be in the top twenty five. I reckon. Would you? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Take, obviously, male, male. The only it's a male only sport. That's fifty percent right there. Right. Right. And then of all males, I still think I'd be in the in the top fifty percent that'd be picked for the NFL. Do because you got <laughs> yeah. Because of human beings, of all human beings, absolutely, absolutely. fascinating. Because take away is... babies, children, right. yeah, old men. Out. Like yeah. I'm, in a, I'm at the, I'm at a reasonable age. That in loan is might be enough. right. You might be yeah. right. I'm not saying just me, by the way. That's true of all of us. Except I Steve. don't know. Except, yeah, yeah, except me, yeah, not Steve. Because obvious, because for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. Um, so, listeners, if you've been if you've been paying attention to our social media and our podcast over the last few weeks. You will have seen that we were soliciting suggestions uh, for artists to cover in the future on this podcast. And you guys turned out in, in droves. There was thousands of votes across 312 unique artists, which, um, which I don't think any of us has, had expected, really, guys. No. Uh, <laughs> Adam's message was like, I immediately regret this. <laughs> Within an hour, I was like, this is too much work already. Because I had to count every single well, I, we one of them. Have given pe- we should yeah. have given people a limited number of picks. But people would message in saying, here's the 15 bands I think you <laughs> I should cover next year. I know, it was mental. And I put every single one of them down. It's, That's because you're insane. a psychopath. You could have not yeah. put down the ones that were clearly not even close to being in contention. Well, I didn't. I, I wrote them all down, and we'll get into what those are a little bit later on. But the way that we're going to decide who to cover in the future is via a series of head-to-head matches as part of a tournament-style bracket with each host of the podcast and the listeners representing a region each. So I've picked four artists... Lucas has picked four artists. Steve, you've picked four artists. And we've taken the top three voted artists from you guys, the listeners, and added all of them to the one that was selected by one of our listeners as part of a competition. This has really grown in complexity from yeah. when I had an when idea was that of like, again? should... It was quite a long time ago, ago, ages ago. It was ages what ago. What was the competition even? What did they even it was do? Get, guess who we were covering for season three. Uh, and only and two people Billy. got it, and and someone and someone got Billy first, yeah. So they have uh, inserted one of uh, their favourite artists, maybe not their favourite artist, but the artist they thought would be most interesting for us to cover. So they're automatically in the listener region, and then we've taken the top three voted from those thousands of votes that I spent a whole week of my fucking life uh, counting. <laughs> um, the artists in each quote unquote region will be paired up to fight. The winners of those two fights will go head to head so that each region has one singular champion. And then those champions will duke it out to decide the one final winner who we will commit to covering in either the next season or the one after. Uh, The matches will be voted on by you, the listener. Uh, via polls on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. They will last oh, 24 hours. Can't Because TikTok sucks. The polls will last 24 hours 
from midday every Friday until midday Saturday, starting this week. Okay? So the first matchup of the first region will be Friday the 26th at midday. Okay? This episode, this is our draw for the bracket. I'm going to be pulling some names out of a digital hat. Um, We're going to reveal the artists that we've picked, talk about them a little bit, uh, talk about why we've picked them, talk about the challenges and opportunities, you know, placed in our laps when we, you know, should we cover them. And then, of course, we'll reveal the results of your votes, the listener votes, and who you've picked to represent you guys as a a gangly, grotesque hole in in the (laughs) listener bracket. Um, I will say the response was pretty incredible. I was not expecting as many votes uh, as we got. Um, yeah, it's nice because obviously there's, you know, a, an amount of people that engage with our social medias. And then there's a lot of people who just listen to the podcast, don't write in, don't don't go on the twits and the twos. Mm-hmm, but they mm-hmm. would email in, but like, I've now got a reason to message you. I want you to cover this band. I demand yeah. it. It was lovely. Yeah. And I and, and I replied really to... Threatening pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> really threatening stuff. Some really yeah. grotesque stuff from our listeners, yeah. which I loved. I loved <laughs> yeah. it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been it's been great chatting to you all and telling you how interesting your picks are, and it's also been interesting to kind of see how groups of listeners maybe like the music that they're into dictates how quickly they listen to episodes or get in touch with us. It was weird to see certain artists rise up and then back down as we had groups of listeners voting for them, and then they would settle back down again. Very interesting. I would love I'll to see one of those graphics. I've, I've got a little bit of stat stuff at the end, Ooh. but before we do the end. Let's do all of the beginning stuff, okay? So four regions. We're going to start with the Steve region, okay? Mm. The Northwest. The, the okay? normal man. Steve the Northwest. It's the Northwest. Northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're Northwest because that's where you are on the bracket. Um, okay. If people want to look on our Twitter, they can see the, uh, the bracket. So let's pick the first name out of the digital hat. First of Steve's pick, first on the bracket. Okay. unintended consequence of this episode and i hadn't even really thought about it steve i'm so sorry i'm gonna be asking for lucas on his immediate opinions on all of these eyes <laughs> yeah yeah of course <laughs> why me because i'm pretty sure that is the first time you've ever knowingly heard our first entry into the bracket phoebe bridges i've seen clips i've seen clips of fleabag on tiktok okay. yeah <laughs> that bit isn't it it's that bit and should phoebe bridges get a season from us we'll be doing it every episode all episode yeah. uh yeah. so that's good we'll be steve. looking at the camera but you know <laughs> you can't see that steve talk to us about phoebe bridges man phoebe bridges man makes me feel safe and sad okay um, oh. <laughs> a real steve pick <laughs> is, really is that, is that, is that your safest mode you feel safest when you're sad yeah because that's when i know that that's like a legitimate feeling when I'm happy, I could just be pretending. 
it's such a familiar feeling as well because it's like mm. your default setting. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh Phoebe Bridges uh started making stuff, putting it out in twenty fourteen, uh still going today. Strong it seems. She only has two studio albums uh, okay. and one three track demo, I believe. So obviously it would be a pretty short season. Um I wanted to cover her because one, she's great and her yep. music makes me feel sad in a nice way. Um, and also because her career has just kind of shot through the atmosphere so quickly recently. And I think I'd really love to explore that. It'd be, it'd be a similar thing of Billy, how she just came out of not seemingly nowhere, but, but very, very quickly was, is playing huge stages at Glastonbury, you know. She's also just like badass. She plays like these she wistful, cool. devastating songs. Mm. But you know Mick from Slipknot? He's like ridiculous spiky guitar, Lucas. She plays that. <laughs> like, yeah, she um, plays that. BC, she like plays a BC Rich, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah, uh, and, and all of her, all of her like tour posters are like metal. Yeah, and her walk-on music when I saw her at Glastonbury was "Down with the Sickness." Oh, that's uh, so good. She had, uh, she had the the mountains, uh, like you know the front of front cover of Punisher. Straight in the out. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she had like the uh, the mountain line as like lit up on the stage, and she appeared at the top of it. And the spotlight shone on her as soon as it went. <laughs> so good. I haven't actually watched that set. I've watched bits and pieces from it. I've but, now um... gone on. I've now gone on pictures, and yeah, I mean, it's literally one of those sorts of. Guitar- yeah. I mean, there's plenty of pictures of her playing like a classic acoustic guitar yeah. as well. But there's also the BC Rich Spike Monster X Thousand, and she's yeah. always dressed in the Donnie Darko skeleton sort of thing. Yeah. She's kind of spooky oh, yeah. and a bit metal. But she like yeah. blings it up and it's really cool. Yeah, yeah just a yeah, really, yeah. really cool artist. Um, and it's just very soft and it's very great, nice songwriting. And um, a lot of interesting context to dig into there as well around um a lot of her songs being about um the very difficult relationship she had with Ryan Adams, who unfortunately is a big part of her success story. But as we know of the allegations against Ryan Adams was not a positive relationship for, for Phoebe and a whole host of other women that Ryan Adams interacted with. So there's that interesting context sort of stuff to get into as well. And the way she deals with that in her music is very interesting. Um, as you can probably tell, I'm a big fan as well. So yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love to do a Phoebe Bridges uh, season. Yeah, uh, Lucas, I'm imagining that was a touch twee for you. It's a touch twee. I mean, those pictures have, give, have given me hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pictures of the BC Rich guitar and the spooky skeletons <laughs> has given me hope. Yeah. But that, was, oh, yeah. that, that was a touch on the Steve Bates side, for sure. She has a song called Halloween. She does. Uh, as do Muse. You make me feel like it's Halloween. That's coming out soon, isn't it? Um, right, that's our first pick. Let's see who Phoebe Bridges is up against. That first match coming this Friday. Who's it going to be? Okay. Interesting. Gambino, Steve. 
which I think is going to surprise a few people. We all like had a scrunched up face there as we did a little sleazy oh, dance. Yeah. I, t- I tell you what, difficult to pick a song for Childish Gambino because not all of his stuff sounds like that. He he, can, he, he does flip between that and hip hop and you know kind of like jazz rap sometimes and stuff. You know. Yeah. Well, like first musical release from what I understand with Adam's help was 2005, but I think is now on a bit of a hiatus whilst he whilst he does more acting and stuff like. Um, as he kind of said, I don't know. This is the thing. First of all, five studio albums, six if you count a remix one, I believe. Um, it's an interesting one. I don't know anything about Childish Gambino's music, really. I've heard a few things. I like what I've heard, but I'm interested to know more about him. It's, it's kind of a selfish pick, really. It's the reason mm. I want to do a season on him. Because I knew Donald Glover from doing like shitting your pants jokes in a sketch group called Derek Comedy on YouTube. Right. Um, then, then Community... And then uh, I found out way later than I should have done that he has an incredible, incredibly serious and successful music career. And it kind of blew my mind that this really silly comedy character has got this, um, this rap career, really. You did kind of do that in order. He was in Derek Comedy and then he was in Community and then he started seriously releasing albums. Yes, but then I, I didn't cotton on to that until after, like a lot, lot, a lot further after when he, when he released. Oh, like, really? His like debut album is like 2011 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't aware of it. Uh, I wasn't aware of that was a thing. So, so, yeah. so this is very much a just, uh, just uh, Adam, you get on with the work and tell me why mm. I should like this. Yeah, I'll sit back, yeah. do fuck all, and Have listen. Nice yeah. that's, mm-hmm. Actually, that's oh, something yeah. we should point out. Just because it's in the Lucas region doesn't mean that it will be hosted by Lucas. Just because it's in the Steve region doesn't mean it will be hosted by Steve. Just because it's in my region doesn't mean it will be hosted by me. But what it does mean, if it's in any region, is it will be hosted by me. but i'd like you know obviously any that is in our subsequent region i imagine we would have a a, a stronger input on and we certainly have a lot more to say right you know i'm gonna have a lot i'm gonna have a lot more to say about lost profits if they get picked than than if one of your bands gets picked unbelievable i i mean i hope they don't come up um phoebe bridges versus childish gambino interesting 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 there's already uh some uh slightly more interesting picks than any of the fucking listeners bothered to give us right uh so (laughs) (laughs) that's not true no that's not true i actually really i'm i'm very intrigued by the picks the listeners gave us um so that means you've still got two artists left in your region so this is going to be the second matchup here comes the third one yes To the mm. last couple that we've just heard, why don't you introduce mm. the band, Steve? How many albums have they got, and what time period? It's Rage Against the Machine. It's Rage Against. But that the was machine. A, that was a deep cut. That I've not heard that one before. So that's have cool. you not? Okay. No, not that one. It's interesting. Uh, formed in 1991, uh, the 90s are absolute mode. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, and then they break up, and then they reform. They break right? up, and now they're still bloody raging against that bloody machine bloody again today, machine. aren't they? Bloody machine. Uh, five studio up. albums, three live albums. Where are you getting political, five? angry, incredibly passionate band that are more relevant today than they ever were? I imagine. Um, I think it would be a very deep season, despite all the riffs. Mm. Due to the lyrics and messages they're getting across, I would imagine it would be like a whole season of the Holy Bible episode. Um, Maybe, <laughs> except yeah. uh, except all of us are throwing up the horns while yeah, you're like while you're talking yeah. about genocide. Uh, it is um, four studio albums, though. Steve. Yes, yeah, where have you got five from? Yeah, me? Uh, your face. Okay, Rage Evil Empire, Renegades, Battle Los Angeles. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Or yes, okay. got, or, or have they got an upcoming album? That we're not aware of. No, are you including Prophets of Rage? Uh, potentially, because because that is something. Obviously, since they've reformed, that is noteworthy, but also not especially because all they've done is play a bunch of gigs. Right, exactly. They've reformed to continue to rage against the machine, but they're yeah. raging against the machine that they were raging against in the nineties. Now, Which is, is very that, depressing, isn't it? Well, is is it depressing or is it is it lazy? I guess we'll find out is if it- we do a season on them. Lazy. <laughs> I mean, so I, lazy. I think I think I might be the person who's least familiar with Rage Against the Machine on the podcast. I I like everything that I've heard. I just haven't heard that much. I think I've only heard their debut all the way through. It's a good debut. It's a good debut. Fucking I remember hell. enjoying it. I remember spoiler enjoying alert it. For, spoiler alert for season five. Did you rage against our machine? Rubbish. Good. It's album. Not great. Not great. Good, good to be honest. Not great. Good album. Shit title, Lucas. Uh, rage Against the Machine, man. Yeah. That does also mean, because <clears throat> I know your four picks, so we know who they're up against. Yeah. It's uh, an interesting matchup. Bloody brand new, obviously. Quite old. Good, yeah. Oh, well, that's the joke, isn't it, for the whole there thing? There we go. We just need to nail down our tedious bits on this episode yeah, as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, it's brand new. Like, right. It, those, those that have listened to some episodes, probably the recent ones as well, will know that um, they're one of my favourite bands, if not my favourite band, um, formed in the year 2000, the Millennium. Um, and inactive since 2017 due Sorry, to it's, factors. It's the Willennium. Sorry, it's the Willennium. Yes. Inactive <laughs> since 2017 because of because of things. Yeah. Uh, five so, studio albums. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of five and a half uh, with the, the the leaked Devil and God demos. The fans oh, clung would we hold do of the that. Demos. Oh, oh man, the fans clung clung to that. We clung to it like an album in itself. And I remember you going on song. and fucking on about those fucking demos. Fight off your fucking How demons. How good can demos possibly be? Oh, there's some great stuff on there. There really is. It's a song that sounds like Morrissey. Anyway, obviously. They're a, they're a controversial pick. Um, we obviously wouldn't not talk about what ended their career, the allegations and such around Jesse Lacey. Um, but there may be some discussion in there around separating the art from the artist, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah it's, an, it's an interesting story that has a very abrupt end. But um, 
Yeah, like my favourite band for so long, starting off as a pop-punk band with emo lyrics and slowly turning more Radiohead is an interesting journey from from a um, one of those warped tour bands. Um, Very influential band as well, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Like, Especially in um, that emo scene. Yeah, when uh, you know they're quite a parallel with Thrice when they kind of started to get just more interesting. They decided to go more interesting rather than doing the same old thing. Um, yeah, but the difference between their first album, Your Favorite Weapon, and their last science fiction is gigantic, and it's a, it's a cool it's a cool thing to to go through. Um, but yeah, interesting band, IMO. Uh, obviously, a bit strange having to talk about about that stuff if we were to do it. But hey, man, brand new. I think we'll manage it. We've 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 covered artists with difficult subject matter before. Lucas, what do you make of Brand New? I am only vaguely familiar with them, even though I was exactly into the sort of scene. Mm, you're in the pocket around that time. They never really uh, touched my radar particularly much beyond the sort of obvious ones. Uh, right. And the Devil and God is raging. Did you like them? You like you like you like what you heard? Yeah. Again, I'd learned like little bits of Deja and Tantra and Tamatano. Yeah, that one. Yeah, and then I heard like most of Devil and God Raging inside me and thought it was great, uh, but then Steve just compared them to Thrice as like a similarly similar mm. trajectory. They were oh, they were much my speed, much more my mm. speed was a Thrice. Oh, they talked really? together a lot. Very technical. They had a, they band, had a quadruple album that was based yeah, on the different course, elements. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, I I, I like Devil and God. Uh, I remember liking Daisy. Um, mm-hmm. I hated that song we just played. I like, I do not like that song at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, they like they're like pop punk. Then they go, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do something a bit more uh, mellow and a bit more acoustic, but it's still got pop punk elements. But it is definitely more emo. And then they do Devil and God, which is genuinely interesting. Rip everything up, do a Know Your Enemy with Daisy, which puts so many people off. And oh, then I they like came Daisy. back with this amazing album out of nowhere, science fiction, which is controversially maybe one of my favorites. And then and then it was just so quick after that that everything just fell apart. Yeah, really just fell apart. Yeah. Really, just fell apart. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. it'd be interesting to see if they ever do anything again. I think they all still hang out, is what I've read, but yeah. I don't think they're. They all do different things music. to do with with music production and stuff like that now. And uh, and Vinny wears no shoes, so I've noticed ever he seems to be barefoot most of the time. Great, well, so, yeah. listeners, got to pick them now because yeah, I want to yeah. know more about that story. What a hey, dude! <laughs> hey, that's the Steve region. That's the Northwest. Stegen. Uh, Steve Jean, uh, mm-hmm. Phoebe Bridges versus Charles Gambino and Rage Against the Machine versus Brand New. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Which means we we trickle down, we float down a lazy oh. river into the southwest region, which is the Lucas region. Which Trickling down to... my leg into Lucas's region. Yes, indeed. So we need to switch up my num- number generator. And... So, I'm in, so I'm, in, I'm in like Cornwall. Mm. Yeah, or in the Cornwall region, or because I've based this on uh, NBA, you're in like LA, which I thought mm-hmm. you'd really appreciate. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> yeah, I like that.
mistake. Absolute <laughs> low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Arcade Fire, my other favourite band. Lovely. Seemed like oh. a pretty obvious pick, not a surprise to anyone. I forgot about that song. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. good. Oh. Song. Yeah. Active from 2001 to today. Onward, still. They've got six studio albums and some bits and bobs. They've done like some soundtrack work and a few other little bits and bobs. Hey, yeah, they did the soundtrack to her. Her, they? very good film. Very much yes. enjoyed that film. Of course you did. Uh, yeah, six albums, one of which, one of which, what did you say? I said, of course, of course you, you did. Yeah. Uh, one of which, uh, really recent. Uh, there's some like good personal context for me with that one as well, as well as them being like my other, the other band I bother to go and see live in 2022. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, there's also like some personal context regarding some of their earlier work uh, in a similar Muse-esque way. Oh man, that's, uh, that's going to be a real sad season. It's going to be a real cr- crusher. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people were kind of fairly up for them because they got a decent amount of votes in the old listener bracket didn't they they did they did get a decent amount of votes i've got some stats on that a little bit later on yeah they yeah did. they were they were at one point doing quite well uh so yeah just, just you know seems like a good pick really love them the thing that's you've been into them since funeral as well right pretty much no. like i oh, really hated funeral when it first i don't out. like funeral yeah no I no no, like... no i love sorry funeral. i meant to say i didn't like funeral i did not right. like funeral i when it first came out it's because i was peak into like emo music rock sure. heavy like like post-hardcore you know yeah. metal adjacent music but my valentine a funeral for a friend and so my friend matt played arcade fire and i was like what a load of old silly bollocks what a silly soft rubbish you silly <laughs> idiot pathetic <laughs> where are the riffs because remember we were in a band together at this point playing riffs yeah and so when he played this i was like you bloody rubbish uh, and then, and then I I met a, a girl that had been previously mentioned on this podcast. Hence the personal context. Uh, she was very into them. Their second album came out, so I like listened to it out of like, well, I fancy her. Yeah, yeah. were we together? I can't remember if we were together. I um, And so, and then was like, oh, the Neon Bible is incredible. Oh, is it? Loved it. It's still one of my favorite albums ever. Wow. And then I kind of went back and was like, oh, turns out Funeral's really great. <laughs> and and I enjoyed it all of it ever since, with you know ups and downs. But uh, do, you know, you know, Steve, Steve, how do you feel about Arcade Fire? Do you know a lot about them? I don't know a lot about them. I got uh, taken to see them at Reading by our mutual friend Ed Budden. Um, and me, were you there? I was there. I remember it just being me. I'm thinking of when we saw Nin. But uh, yes, and we and we went to see Arcade Fire, and it, I think the sun was setting. There was, and it was just, some headlines, so the sun was setting. We were a little bit, little bit uh, weed, and um, <laughs> we. <laughs> it was just a lovely time. I just really enjoyed that set. I've never yeah. really um, seeked them out, like just to listen to soak. On Spotify, for example. Soak yeah, them out. Soak I've never really out. soaked them out. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I like what I've heard. Oh, listen! I heard the new album. I listened to the new album. Adam. Well, un- unsurprisingly, I I did not like them uh, f- because yeah, you know, faffy bollocks, and also I was very into things that they had clearly been influenced by, and I was in that period of my life where I was like, oh well, I can't possibly like the thing that's just ripping off the other stuff I like, even though the stuff that rips off the stuff I like sounds exactly like the stuff I like, so I really should like it. But also, um, that the, 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 my way in was the James Murphy produced album, obviously, which was Reflector, Reflector, fourth yeah. album. So you didn't get you still their fourth no, album really. till you. Really and then I went back. Because I didn't actually really like Reflector, but I, I liked it. I liked it enough to go like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do some research. The Suburbs, guys, is absolutely fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. 
what an album um it's an interesting contradiction in terms though i think for you lucas because this arcade fire have so much stuff that you've previously said you don't really like uh, what like airing on the side of tweeness at times they they are quite twee i'm thinking of things like uh un année sans lumière where yeah, anything like... with regine singing largely is, is yep. generally on the twee side yeah uh-huh they're, they're guess what rough. that song that song you just mentioned yeah love it yeah i love that song as well <laughs> uh, but, but uh also yes they are big but they're so big and dirty right I don't know. They've got dirt, but they've also got a lot of anthemic, you know. They do, we know what we just played. DIY. Obviously, Wake Up. Obviously, Wake Up is, you know, particularly big. Yes. Uh, anthem bait. But they've they got have plenty a lot of DIY that stuff speed. going on. But I, but I do like the way they work They're with producers. So dirty. I, I like the James Murphy stuff. Wasn't there a recent album produced by Nigel Godrich? I don't fucking remember. Yeah, the recent one. We. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Who was um, obviously the Radiohead we. producer. And, and also, um, they've got. I like I like dramatic music, right? And they've got a lot of strings. Introducing the new album got... from Arcade Fire. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> they've got a lot of, you know, they've got a lot of, they've got strings and horns and things like that, which is all mm. like my speed. It's a bit right? theatrical, you mean? They've got like, yeah, they've got a bit theatrical. They've got like nine members or six or, I mean, it changes. I'm it never, changes. I, yeah. I'm not really clear on who is a full-time member and who. Some of them person. are related. Some of them are married. <laughs> yeah. Are Arcade Fire the band that became a different band name for an album? No, you're thinking of uh, one of my other Reflector, books. didn't they? Is that they Reflector? did some. They did some secret shows. As under uh, them. Cool. as okay. as, a, as a different as band. we, yeah, under the name we. One of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard at a festival was the year that um was the year that Arcade Fire headlined Glastonbury, and people were just sort of walking around after the set and stuff, and um someone said um someone was trying to get hold of their friend and they said I just tried to ring Sarah but it wouldn't connect her and quick as a flash someone from across the little way went turns out it was just a reflector. Because oh, it's so good. Fit, fit that meter so well. I tried to oh. ring Sarah, but it wouldn't connect her. Anyway, um, let's see who Arcade Fire are up against. Okay, talking of like big and theatrical. Necessarily, what I would have thought of as, Lu- as Lucas Bay. Oh, Lady he loves musical theatre. Lady Gaga. I love musical theatre. Also, I'm not enormously familiar with Lady Gaga. Mm. Uh, I don't know a single album in terms of like top to bottom. Right. I just like what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted some. Some. I wanted. To, I don't want to pick too much of similar, you know, picks. I was like, yeah, I want absolutely. to get some pop. You know, get some proper, full on pop pop. Out, mm-hmm. on the, yeah. out on the bracket. And I really like everything Lady Gaga is about. She does stand for some very cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, hey she's guys, interesting. Hey, guys. 
Have you seen the meat dress? Yeah, she did a meat dress. She did the meat dress. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Then, yeah there's the obviously the thing about like, about like, she's obviously got the whole <laughs> yes. thing about like doing things for shock, you know, in that sort yeah. of Madonna way. Well, like, Manic's way, yeah. She's, yeah, she's a huge all fan that, of there's also creatures. the fact that just her music is genuinely good. There's obviously like, so uh, just for the, the admin side of it, active from 2006 until today, five studio albums, but also uh, two. Uh, with Tony Bennett that were like... Oh, yeah, of, of course. She does that cool jazz Jazzy stuff, doesn't she? Albums. Yes. Yeah. Jazzy albums. And then the sound, Star is Born soundtrack, which is like a... I mean, we'd have not to watch a full, the It's not film. a lady. Go, we'd have to watch the film. Which we'd have to yeah. watch the film. Is a, is a really good film. Yeah, I have actually With a no really good soundtrack. Yeah, she's incredible. a really good actress. Like, I've seen her in... Like, all the things I've seen her in, I've genuinely thought she's really good in. Have you seen House of Gucci? You haven't seen House of Gucci? I thought she was good House, in it. Was she? Okay, I haven't seen it, but I have the seen of Jared Leto. Nonsense. Jared Leto in that film is weird. Yeah, but then Sam Elliott, <laughs> Sam Elliott in The Star Is Born is, you can't hear him behind his moustache. But that's his normal voice. That's just Sam Elliott, Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's I know, it's Elliott. great. <laughs> fucking loaded. <laughs> um, yeah, would we, I mean, would we watch, would we watch every single season of, uh, of American Horror Story that she's yep. in? In, in? In the same way that we'd watch every season of Community. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the Derek comedy sketches. Yeah. All of Atlanta. Yeah. The Martian. Spider-Man. Yeah, he's in Spider-Man briefly, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does watch all that, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, you know, she just had a really interesting career, but not, she's not just like, she, I think in a similar to Billy type way, I think she's actually got interesting music. Headlined the Super Bowl. Headlined yeah. the Superb Owl, yeah. Mm. Fell out of the sky. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah, she's just cool. I think she's, she's cool. Just cool. She's just cool. She's, she's just cool. cool. So I like her. I really regret not going to see her in Vegas recently. Oh, Me and that Hannah would have been a good show. We got. We didn't know it was happening, and then we go to Vegas. We see the big billboards everywhere, and it's like Lady Gaga playing like a jazz night. And I was mm. like, let's go to that. Let's go tonight. The first day we got was it with Tony Bennett? No, no, no okay, no, just her. Um, uh, but it wasn't. It was. It wasn't every night. And we were only there for three nights. And the one night she was doing, the one night she was doing that we were there, we were already had tickets to see Cirque du Soleil. And we were like, we can't oh, literally not go. No, you we spent not go. $200 on the tickets. Oh, okay. Cirque du Soleil was average. Oh, really? Oh, was okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> really wish we'd just gone to just, just, just eaten that cost and gone to see Lady Gaga. Great. Beckett reckon she would have been really great. Yeah, she would have been good, especially yes. in Vegas. That's the right yeah. atmosphere for yeah, her. Yeah, it's really the atmosphere yeah. for her, isn't it? That's interesting. I don't know. I also don't know loads about Lady Gaga. I, ha- I also haven't heard an album front to back, but I obviously do know, you know, the bangers like uh, obviously Bad Romance, which was just played Poker Face, Born This Way. And then I don't think I've heard any of it, but I like the idea of that stripped back album she did called Joanne, which is obviously her real name. Um, Isn't it really yeah. Stephanie? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Joanne? Who's Joanne? No. no one knows. There's no way to find out. Name? No, 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 it's her name. Yeah, it's, it's her name, Stephanie. <laughs> her name's yeah. Stephanie, right? Oh, I don't know then. Let's find out who Joanne is. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Listen, Arcade uh, Fire. Vote for that one. It's her middle <laughs> name. It's her middle name, Adam. Right, her it is her name. Okay. Right, Stephanie okay. Joanne Angelina Germanotto. Oh, Germanotti. You could have let you could have Germanotti. let the listeners vote to hear that context. Now, yeah, oh, we're giving too much away. Um, Arcade Fire versus Lady Gaga. Okay, cool. Next matchup. Hmm. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. 
He said, son, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten and the damned? He said, will you defeat them, your demons and all the non-believers, the plans that they have made? Because one day I'll leave you. <laughs> now I don't like. I know you were an emo boy, but I didn't necessarily think you were that that much of an emo boy. My Chemical Romance, Lucas. I wasn't. I was. I wasn't. <laughs> you had a bit of a fringe. I was. Yeah. I basically. I mean, funny. I, I talked about this with someone at work today. I was into all of the things of an emo of an emo kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never quite had the balls to dye my hair black or get a tattoo oh. or do a piercing. You grew your right. fringe out, I but then you fringe. wore like stripy t-shirts and cardigans and listened to the kooks. No, that was like later. That was like uni years. Did you that's listen when, to that, That's when indie became the thing. When did everyone you listen listened to... to no, hang on. I didn't. Did, I didn't. Okay. I did not but that was the thing, wasn't it? Wasn't it emo versus indie? I hated anything that was quite unquote indie. No, I think that I, in my opinion, those two things like one came after the other. That's not true, Steve. You liked that first Arctic Monkeys album. That, oh, that's not that's not indie though. It is. Well, that, it is yeah. It's not. It's more that than emo, Dick. We're not here to talk about Arctic Dick. Monkeys. That's one of Ad, that's one of Adam's picks. Um, uh, oh, I yeah, should have I picked just, them just to get you to sit through Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino again. Um, I just think you know, uh, a I did really like them. At, uh, there's like a you know, there's a, like a window of my life there. There's like a. 18 month period where right. I was really into them as well as like all those sorts of bands. Um, and so there's like the nostalgia factor, but also just like in terms of emo bands or that particular era of music, they're the, the, they're the biggest mainstream breakout example, that, right? The yeah. poster boys. Yeah. Even though yeah. there's bands that a lot of people would say were better, cooler. Uh, they were certainly, they're the ones that are filling stadiums in 2022. There's plenty of bands that are cooler and plenty of bands that are better. I agree. Yep. I would say exactly. <laughs> they were so huge in our lives, though, weren't they? they yeah, just, but there was a like, huge, you know, they were just a huge part of like a particular little subculture of like exact period of our youth when we were the exact age for that to like really hit. Uh, and they like had mainstream appeal as well. They've got some interesting things that they're not just like, they don't just do a bunch of albums they like have weird concept album and yes i mean how gerard way does obviously like graphic novels and stuff it's, it's quite a short discography uh right yeah four albums time period from 2001 until 2013 until they recently reformed uh and they've only done like one song since they reformed right yeah so um but but th- those four albums are packed full of stuff. I think like the second half, they're they're both concept albums, isn't there? Something about the fast lives of the dangerous boys or something well, you, like that. You you Adam sounds like you know more about it than me, mate. Steve, is that ringing any bells? The, that's the one after Black Parade, right? Where yeah. I think a lot of people dropped off. I weirdly they dropped off before Black right Parade, but us. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. So no, nothing post Black Parade. Do I have any? I, I was yeah. super into their their second album, which was the first one that actually like got big. Um, Three Cheers for Street Revenge and then obviously the Black Parade was huge and I really liked that album still really like it now because it's really dramatic over the top musical theatre operatic stuff nostalgic for you nostalgic helps but also just it's it's vaguely Lucas Bait in the sense right. that it's really over the dramatic also I hate that album at the same time and it really pisses me off yes. oh really it's yes. both I both love love it slash loved it slash have a great affection and nostalgia for it and also think it's so fucking cunty 
Yeah, I find them way. We're too talking about earnest. the cancer stuff. We're right? talking about all the cancer stuff. Oh, yeah, yes, but we'll get into it when everyone yeah. votes for my chemical romance, which is yeah. not going to happen. But th- th- I have to say, I don't know if this will affect the votes. Th- this is the only artist that anybody has picked that I'm pretty sure I dislike. I'm going actively. in. Yeah, I think I actively dislike my chemical romance. I Guys, think all the more reason to vote for yeah. them. Although. That leaves us with the only one of your picks that is left. And I'm, I don't know who's going to come out on top of this. Will it be My Chemical Romance? Hey, Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start. To make it better Hey Jude Don't be afraid You were made to Go out and get her The minute You let her under your skin Then you begin To make it better Who is that? So this, a few times they've come up, right? So, mm. you know, the Paul McCartney from Wings. From Wings, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was in a band before Wings. We talked about this a couple of times. Really? With, okay. with oh, George, Harry's son. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, Harry's with son. John Legend. Yeah, of course. The yeah, guy does and, all of me and, in that song. And the guy from that does the voices for Thomas the Tank Engine. The Fat Controller. Oh. The Fat Controller. Right. They had a band, right? Yeah. Uh, in the, from 1960 to 1970, only had a little short 10 year career there. 10 years, yeah. They can't have been that good. Yeah. They can't no, have been that uh, good if they guys, only were going for 10 guys, years. And, guys, and they were known as we, the Beatles. We couldn't okay. keep this up like, the whole fucking Like the bug. S- please. Yeah, like the bug, but also like. <laughs> right? Like a beat. Oh, B E A T. Yeah. We can't, we right, can't let's not keep this. it up. It's the Beatles. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> The Beatles, which I didn't realise till a few years ago, the name is not spelt like the actual bug. Twang. I cannot believe pun. I'm going to ask this question on our podcast. Do you like the Beatles? Um, I think they're quite. I think they're probably quite a good band. I reckon. They're quite good, aren't they? I have Again, no feels issues like, covering the Beatles. Feels like a bit of low hanging fruit, but also feels like uh, even if we don't do them in season five, I feel like we've got to do them at some point. Yeah, like arguably the most important band ever most important cultural event like arguably like the most famous most highly regarded band of all time yeah for better or for worse wherever people think of that there is nothing there is nobody like the beatles in terms of like who impact good (laughs) i feel like i feel like I feel like covering them is just an inevitability at this point. Really? Because they're the Beatles. We would have to do some kind of stripped back version though, right? Well, that's the thing. Because obviously with Radiohead, we're doing How many albums is it? It's only 10 years, but... They've got... Well, apparently, I mean... Adam, you gave me this number. But apparently they've had 13 albums, which I didn't even realise. But isn't there some weird overlap where some of them are like... That doesn't include the overlap. It doesn't include the overlap. That is pure... Yeah. Yeah, and 13 yeah. albums. Yeah, Fuck yeah. me. As well as like bits and bobs. So, sometimes they did two albums. When, when, when we say they're going for 10 years, I don't think their first album came out until 1962 or 63. Ridic- ridiculous. I think it's 13 albums in seven years. It's about two a year. They, 
Obviously, they've all had extensive solo careers. I think if we did the Beatles, we would have to just say, oh, wait, we're not yeah, covering... <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to do their solo <laughs> albums as well. No, but Paul like, McCartney's like, been doing it for 60 years. Even like a bit. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think it'd be worth doing like an episode. No, absolutely not. No, I'm not going to do Apart from Paul we'd McCartney. have to do Live and Let Die. We would obviously talk about Live and Let Die, the film. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, they've also got some films associated with them that we'd, that we'd need to watch. Oh, I'd love to watch Help and A Hard Day's Night. Yeah, have you guys seen night. Help, where Ringo gets a magic ring and gets hunted down by a shady group of like villains? They're I mean. just... They're, I mean, yeah, what's the point of even talking about it? Yeah. They're the Beatles. They're the Beatles. Yeah. They're I feel like a bit of a... I've done some fairly normie picks, really. Like I don't know Arcade don't Fire think... obvious for me because yeah that you Lady know, Gaga's a bit time. out there Gaga but also like one of the most successful pop sure. music acts of the sure. like last yeah. ten years so we got Arcade Fire versus Lady Gaga and then we've got My Chemical Romance versus the Beatles I wonder who's going to come <laughs> out on top of that one what I would say is people should be voting not necessarily for their favorite artists but for who they think would be the most interesting season it's for who they want us to cover right i would argue that a my chemical romance season would pro- possibly be more interesting than us doing a season on the beatles because what do we have to add to the story of the beatles i've got some hot Probably takes very little i've got some hot takes i've do got you know some that, hot takes and new you know information that song, you know that song eleanor rigby yeah mm. it's quite good 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 song, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. You know the song um, "A Hard Day's Night." Yeah, yeah, good. Oh, guys, you know the song okay. "Get um, Get Back." Yeah, yep. yeah, quite good. Oh, <sighs> good. Yeah, I could also just every episode bring up how I saw Paul McCartney live at Glastonbury, and it changed my life. I could, so I could <laughs> then, I could then bring up how I saw Paul McCartney ten full years before you did. Yeah, all right. When he was better. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So there we go. Arcade Fire versus Lady Gaga and My Chemical Romance versus The Beatles makes up the Lucas region, which means that we then kind of do a diagonal line across the country to end up in the northeast, which is the Why Adam I? region. Why I indeed? All right. First pick from the Adam region. Well, this will be a little bit of a different vibe to what we've had already, I think, guys. Okay. Lamar stated views on police brutality with that line in the song, quote, and we hate the popo, want to kill us in the street, faux show. Ah, please. Ah, I don't like it. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition flow inside my DNA. I was born like this and sworn like this. Immaculate conception, not transformed like this. Performed like this was y'all, she was new weapon. I don't contemplate, I meditate, then off your fucking head. This that put the kids to bed. This that I got, I got, I got, I got. Kendrick Lamar, Kung Fu Kenny himself. Uh, he's such an interesting artist, guys. How, how familiar are you with Kendrick Lamar? A bit, not enormously. I, I, uh, King Kunta is among the best songs ever written by a man. <laughs> Pretty fantastic, yeah. Uh, and then I've heard like snippets of other bits. Um, what's that album that's in all caps? Damn. Listen to it. Liked it. Cool. Yeah, that that track that I just played is DNA from Damn. Uh, Steve, how about you? A bit. I've heard his latest album. Um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah, because you've sort of pointed me towards that. Mm. Um, 
And I'm aware that the, he like um, incorporates different characters and things, and and performs as different uh, personas and stuff. So he sounds he does. like a really interesting dude. To be fair, Kung Fu Kenny is one of them. K Dot is another. Mister Morale is one of them. And then there's the Big Steppers as well. Kind of changes his persona from album to album. Do these personas have like costumes? Is this like a is this like a thin white duke situation? Yep, yep. They have individual looks and they have individual voices. Yeah. So, so, so you can tell in the song who he's performing as because he'll put on a voice. K Dot has a different voice to Kendrick Lamar. Well, I was going to say that did not sound like the Kendrick Lamar that does King. That Kunta. is on King Kunta. Yeah, exactly because they're different characters. So interesting. He's got six albums. One is technically a compilation, but features like all new material. And he did the soundtrack to Black Panther as well. Um. He's got some some of the all-time classic hip-hop albums in there. Good Kid, Mad City, and To Pimp a Butterfly. Both absolute 10 out of 10 albums for me. Surprisingly, he's, he's been going since 2003 and is still going. He's just headlined Glastonbury Festival. Um, That's surprising to me. Like His name certainly didn't enter my uh, sphere of understanding for anyway, years after 2003. That's because he would have been well-known in the hip-hop world and not necessarily the mainstream. It takes a lot for hip-hop artists to break through into the mainstream, I think. Um, yeah, uh, a really interesting artist. Uh, I really like him. We'd be tackling some difficult subjects, you know. He, we, we heard a clip in that song where he's, you know, it's a comment on police brutality against people of colour, and, you know, he'll be talking, talks about slavery. Obviously, King Kunta, uh, you know, that's a reference to the show Roots, which was all about slavery. Um, so, you know, uh, some interesting stuff, I reckon. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. We had some uh, discussions about if we were going to cover a hip-hop artist, who would we cover? And I kind of bandied around Kendrick Lamar or Kanye West. And I couldn't decide which one it was. Um, and so I've just picked both. Uh, so they're both, <laughs> they're both in my bracket. And uh, he's, he's coming up now. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. Kanye uh, up against Kendrick is an interesting one. Um, the Ye, the Ye, the, the big Ye himself Jesus. <laughs> would definitely be a more fun rap season than Kendrick Lamar. I'm with, well up for with just uh, like, but I suppose <laughs> the controversial—it's not even controversial—but the dark stuff that Kendrick talks about, you know. It's quite easy to kind of see what he's saying. Some of the controversial things that Kanye West has said. I mean, his personal life just kind of overshadows a lot of his music, especially recently, right? Yeah, weird, divisive figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah, know, the stuff with Trump, the the stuff he said about slavery. <sighs> yeah, the 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 full on the the last sort of five years of like the full on switch to MAGA and loving Trump 
and then becoming a born-again Christian, and then the whole Pete Davidson stuff. It's been a real, real rough few years to be a Kanye West fan. But all the stuff before that would be pretty fun to talk about, I reckon. These are really some of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> and also, yeah, like lest we, lest we not talk about the music and not just his personal life. Yeah. Like, yes. some, some very good albums. My worry is that like, there's so much about his personal life that it would overshadow the music. But that's what we would be here to discuss, right? Yeah. Um, right. And there are 11 of those albums, plus collaborations, plus mixtapes, plus standalone singles. The guy's been going since 1996. And is still going today. Again, did not know until I uh, was yeah. not aware of him as a human until college dropout. Well, he started as a, a producer. And so um, Jay-Z's The Blueprint, all of the beats are like Kanye's. Like Kanye is such an instrumental figure on that instrumental hip hop album. It's crazy. Um, and then it was only a little bit down the line that he, uh, he became taken seriously as an actual rapper, as an MC himself. Um, I'd be so up for Kanye. There's so much to dig into. Um, some of it dicey, some of it not. Some, some of it, it really very fun. silly and funny. Yeah, and some of it not. <laughs> because there's, yeah. there's. I mean, I mean, Steve said he's a divisive figure. I think he is, and I think some people would be put off him because they're just like, I don't want to fucking hear about Kanye West. The yeah, exactly. But also, I think that'd be why it'd be quite interesting because yeah. he is such a divisive figure because he is an absolute bell end. Well, that's and the thing. also done some really great albums. And yeah. is an interesting human specimen. Is he a tortured artist or is he just a dickhead? I Let's think... find out. I think the answer is also yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, you go. Kendrick Lamar versus Kanye West. Be interesting to see who comes out on top for that one. Uh, Steve, in terms of just to go back to the Kanye. Yeah. Steve, what's how sort of familiar are you with his music? I know Adam, massive fan. Uh I know me because I am me and I'm aware of my experiences. Mm. But what about you? Because you're not me. Uh, what? I'm what? Not I'm not different. what? Entirely different human. I'm what? Uh, don't know a whole lot. I've heard the I've heard the radio songs. I avoided I avoided him at Glastonbury one year. Um, you saw a bit, didn't you? I saw a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's fantastic. No full albums at all. No, never full albums. Have I only picked? No, I haven't only picked Glastonbury Headlines. Okay, cool. no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my third pick. Here we go. Show you the ropes. I got a bus and a trailer at my house. My house. I'll show you the ropes, kids. Show you the ropes. CD Sound System, who I think listeners to the podcast will have heard me talk about so often as uh, a, a huge part of my musical life. It was either these guys or the talking heads going into my bracket. And and these guys um, just spent their, like, they've spent their whole career kind of ripping off talking heads, but with more of a disco kind of feel, which is my absolute shit. 
Uh, <laughs> also, some interesting stuff going on. It's only four albums, but across 20 years. So from 2002 until today, with a five-year gap in the middle where they were no longer a band. They'd had this huge, like, we're breaking up and we're never going to play again. And this is our last show at Madison Square Garden. And then five years later, uh, here we are again. Um, yeah, what are your guys' experiences with the sound system that is LCD? Uh, and only anything you've said on this podcast, and, and I've heard a couple of songs. Is it Jim Murphy? James, James Murphy. James Murphy. Jim, you've shorted to Jim. But that's my granddad. Jim Bob. So my granddad Jim Bob is, uh, is in <laughs> founded LCD Sound System. Right, uh, okay. That's interesting. And that's basically it. That's all you know. His name's James Murphy. You must have heard that song I just played before, Daft Punk is playing. Yes, I've house. heard a few songs, but like I've mm. never really like even considered LCD Sound System. Sound System. Yeah, sound system. Uh, s- similar for me, I've heard the obvious songs and uh, at uni a couple of my housemates were very into them and so they would have been on in the sort of pre-drinking so i would have like heard a lot of songs i managed i could go i recognize this vaguely yeah yeah never yeah. knew it was lcd sound system i just know it as a song that was on a playlist on an ipod shuffle in 2010 uh, seven or something uh also adam i just i just told you off mic about i oh, remember that time when i i didn't go and see them at glastonbury so i could go and get yeah. a good spot for someone else yeah i've just checked the lineup mate um I didn't go and leave them to go and see someone else. You I left see them nothing. To, I left them to go and see nothing because they're the <laughs> the last band I saw at Glastonbury that year was the band before them. So I just left Absolutely to go and see nothing. But I was going to say the person with you definitely saw them. I seem to remember it was a bit of a debate. Right, because she held it over me for years. And then, uh, you know, and you know that because I had never seen LCD Sound System before they broke up and she held it over me for years that uh, she had seen LCD Sound System and I hadn't. And she had seen them at Glastonbury, one of my favourite places, no less. And then, of course, in 2016, when they reformed, I saw them at Glastonbury. So who's laughing now? Um, (laughs) 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 Which means, (laughs) which means, right. So they, they are, they are, my argument is they are very quietly one of the most influential bands still working today. Um, They have very quietly influenced a lot of other artists. They have just been working away in the background uh, without the huge um, commercial acclaim that I think they're probably due. They've kind of, yeah, they kind of hit, A, he's quite a, a big producer, right? He does a lot. Obviously, you talked about him earlier. He did an Arcade Fire album. Yeah, yes and no, I think is the answer to that. Um, but they've also, I feel like they've vaguely got that, that Radiohead thing of like, not fuck you credibility, but they've certainly got like, critically and with a certain type of music fan that's like adam a <laughs> mental uh, they've got a big <laughs> like they're, they're really like a very like regarded band the critical acclaim outweighs the commercial success 100%. by quite some way although they did just sell out seven nights in a row at brixton academy they did a residency there for their 20th anniversary and they were Absolutely bloody excellent. You, presumably, um, you went, presumably you went. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I went with Quinn. We were we were late. We missed the first song. Uh, so because <laughs> you were with James Quinn. Because we were faffing. We're famously faffing well, man. That was that was a mutual faff. That one. Okay. Um, <laughs> which means uh, LCD Sound System are up against. I see I'm too late. Got nothing. 
bloody Tay Tay. Bit of Taylor Swift. What a good song. Shake Keep it, it off there. Keep it playing. It's a great hey, song. Hey, hey. It's a great song. Hey, hey, hey. Um. <laughs> you could have listened to that, or you could have got down to this sick beat, Adam. No, not that bit. Okay, we're going to edit that bit out. Um, uh, Look, Taylor Swift, my unabashed love for Taylor Swift is no secret. Um, But I also think she transcends the area in which she operates a number of times across her career. Um, Nine albums uh, from 2004 until today. So she's been doing this 18 years and she's only the same age as us. She's only 33. Um, starts as like a kind of country western singer yeah, and then morphs into kind of the pop side of country and then goes full pop and then perhaps a bit weirdly goes into hip hop a little bit and then goes uh, like uh, hires members of the the famous indie band The National and Jank and uh, Jack Antonoff from uh, Bleachers and makes weird like spends her lockdown making these weird stripped back acoustic folk albums. Um, she's cool. There's a lot going on there, and in a similar way to Lady Gaga, Lucas, I like what she stands for. She's pretty cool. Uh, she was sexually assaulted by a radio DJ. And there were photos of it happening. And so she talked about it. And then he sued her for defamation for like millions of dollars. And then she countersued him, but only for $1. Because it was about the fucking principle, not the money. And she won and made a big statement about how like, this is the shit that women have to go through when there's literally pictures of it happening. Um, She's great. Uh, she's very cool and and goes through a lot of changes in her career. And there's the whole thing recently about her like reclaiming all of her intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which then begs the question how we would how? technically cover some of that stuff. How Which do we version cover of that? albums do we cover? She's re-recording all of her albums one by one. Uh, I have a, I have an idea of how to cover that. I do have an idea of how to Same. cover that. Same. Good, and, good. And, as the, and they are as opposing the ideas. Host, <laughs> as the lead host of this podcast, I think we'll do what I say. And that is that we each record a version of Taylor's albums. Yes. And then we review those. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was going to say that we, we record an episode about the original album. And then we listen back to it loads and transcribe it. And then we re-record that episode, but fresh. What is music but Word for word the yeah. same a few years on. Yeah. They're all good ideas. I love, I love the pop country. I love the love song era of Taylor. Mm-hmm. The all that. too well era as well. The the key changes and all that. That mm-hmm. oh, yeah. give me that. But also, I remember, I remember you being quite into the album 1989. 1989 is great. I'm not a mm. moron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, <great. laughs> I mean, I am a moron. Oh, that's um, it. Sorry. Yeah, that's it. But then the uh, the twee folk thing is is Steve Bate. The Twee yeah. Folk, the last couple of albums she's done, that's absolute Steve Bate uh, and absolute Lucas Repellent. Mm. <laughs> so it would be an interesting, you know, uh, not, I, I don't want to go like oh, Lady Gaga, but Lady Gaga does pop and pop and pop and pop and does some jazz side projects. Taylor's career is like up and down, up and down, up and down. Very interesting moves. Very but Lady interesting Gaga also moves. stars in spooky TV shows, if you consider that. That is true. Taylor Swift is about to star in a movie that's coming out, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's directed by someone I like, and it's got a mad cast. Anyway, the Adam region, 
the northeast amounts to Kendrick Lamar versus Kanye West and LCD Sound System versus Taylor Swift. Really glad we avoided Kanye West versus Taylor Swift there. Yeah, that, that would have been, been... It could still <laughs> happen, though, dangerous. right? It could happen. Yeah. It could happen. Oh, no. Yeah, could that happen. could be the next round. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He'll let you finish, which, though. Which brings us to the Southeast region, or the listener region. Kent. Okay, so these are the ones that... <laughs> what did you call me? These are the ones that were voted on. Um, right, another random number generator. Okay, different set of artists. All right, here we go. Who's first? Cool. Through my bad fortune Off the top of a tall Harvey. <gasps> I did wonder Thank the lack God. of reaction from you. <laughs> just didn't even twig. <laughs> so that is the first time you have knowingly heard a PJ Harvey song. Um, despite me playing her during the OK Computer episode, you must have just blanked that out from your memory. Um, because when 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 she came up in the in the voting, uh, you were just like, I don't even know if you know that's a man or a woman if it's a solo artist or a band you've got no concept have you lucas of pj harvey i'd never heard those words in that order except obviously for the okay computer episode where we talked about her and played one of her songs wasn't listening though was i (laughs) okay great (laughs) or more likely i've got a very bad memory for things like that yes i think you have just to add to that though i i knew pj harvey was a, a solo female artist and that is pretty much where it ends Really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's now my level of knowledge. Yeah. Um, somewhat similarly to LCD Sound System, not in terms of music, but just very quietly influential. Yeah. Working away there. She's been going from 1988 until today. It's a 34-year career um, with nine studio albums in it. Uh, collaborations with Tom York, uh, collaborations with Nick Cave, um, some very interesting stuff going on there, like stories from the city, stories from the sea. We've talked about over the last few episodes, and her albums "Dry" and "Let England Shake." She's one of the only, well, she's the only artist to win the Mercury Prize twice, uh, which is incredible. Um, just very, very quietly influential. The Big Peach. Who's the Big Peach going to be up against? Okay, <laughs> okay. In the trees, it's coming. Thank you. 
So that Kai resisted using running up that hill. Yeah, but it's weird you used a future head song. <laughs> that is so how I heard. That's, that's, that's the first yeah. version of this song I heard. Yeah, yeah same. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kate yes, Bush. Yeah. Kate Bush voted second in the poll to PJ Harvey's third. So PJ Harvey came third. Kate Bush came second, which means that leaves the insert uh, against the first, I guess. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I'm definitely interested to know the the Kate Bush of it all. Mm. I, I, I'd, I'd love to know if that uh, vote count was inflated by her recent surge. Whenever we have solicited, like, and said, like, oh, who would you guys like to hear? Just out of interest, when we weren't doing it, loads of people have always said Kate Bush. Mm. Um, right. She's very interesting. She's been going a long time, 1975 until today, kind of. So it's about 47 yeah. years. Uh, 10 studio albums in that time. Um, and she's an incredible songwriter, I think. And I don't know loads about her. Um, I know lots of little interesting things. I know that, like, so she's not someone who just writes songs and then gets a bunch of people in to kind of record the music for her. She produces all of her own music. She is the cool. credited producer on a lot of her albums. Um, she, uh, you know, in in 47 years and across 10 albums of being in the music industry, she's toured twice, once in the late 70s, and then she didn't do it again until about 2011. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She just hated touring, so she never did it. Fair. Uh, which is interesting because she'd be a huge touring artist. She did one tour and then, I can't remember the year, it must have been, it was, it was like early 2010s maybe, but then she just did like three weeks at the Apollo doing one show and it yeah. wasn't like a greatest hit set. It was her new album split into two halves and it was conceptual with a lot of theatricality to it. Very interesting artist. And of course, yes, we're going to end up talking about Stranger Things because... That's her first number one, was running up that hill this year. Yeah, she broke some insane records, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I remember Wuthering Heights. Uh, that's probably the first song I heard by Kate Bush. I, I, I had heard Running Up That Hill way mm. back. And that's probably about it, to be fair. Do yourself a favour. When, when, when we finish recording this, just go on Spotify and go Kate Bush. And just listen to the top five songs that are on there because it's running up that hill, Wuthering Heights, Babushka, Cloudbusting, oh, yeah. and Hounds of Love, and they're just five absolutely incredible songs. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of Lucas Bait as well in there. It's very what? grand. It's very Ooh. theatrical. Ooh. Um, it's Ooh. very big, and Ooh. there's a lot of strings as well. Um, so yeah, that could be uh, some some real some real Lucas Bait. That means I know what the last matchup is. I'm just going to run this to see who will play first. Um, okay. This is the insert um, by Joe Nightingale, who correctly guessed what we were doing for season three. And this has always been on the cards. This was always going to be in the bracket. Didn't stop people voting for it. Here we go. i 
The Cure. I tried so hard to get into The Cure when I was into my emo phase because I was told that I should get into The Cure. Right. Um, but so I listened to Boys Don't Cry and listened to, mm. to Your Love Cats you, and your, you, you, all, all the classics. And As far as I'm aware, those are not the go-to emo ones. You want to go no, to like a forest and, and stuff like no, that. But, you know? but, you know, I didn't know what I was doing and I, I sure. searched for this. I mean, top. listening to a band because you think you should because it's vaguely trendy is definitely Steve Circle 2006. That is what a lot of people I do don't we think it's necessarily because it's trendy, but it's because that that is the band that has influenced the bands that were yeah. doing what you liked at that point. Yes. Right? Yeah. Did The Cure yeah. influence, like, Avenge Sevenfold? The Cure are hugely influential to all kinds of genres of music, from my understanding, because my big reveal here is that I don't know or care about The Cure. Um, <laughs> I was looking. I was looking over the Wikipedia stuff today, and um, I recognised the album title: Seventeen Seconds, Pornography, and Disintegration. But that is out of thirteen studio albums across forty-four years. They started in nineteen seventy-eight and are still going. Bloody hell! Mm-hmm. Um, but that also means the albums that have made it through that cultural barrier to me end by before we even get to the nineties. Like Disintegration, I think is nineteen eighty-nine. So I, I, I wonder if a lot of their best stuff is quite far in the past. My only other experience with The Cure is uh, I didn't see them at Glastonbury, but I did download their set and I got about halfway through and I was absolutely bored to tears. I couldn't finish it. Yeah. Um, My son absolutely loves Friday I'm In Love, which is really sweet. I think it's mainly because he's like, those are the names of the days. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. With the Cure, there's definitely that distinction between their really pop stuff and their quite dark gothic sort of stuff, right? And that's an interesting thing to have in your career, that sort of dichotomy. Um, I'd be interested to learn more about them. Can't promise that I'll come out liking it, but it would be an interesting season, I think. Yeah, I mean, this, that sounds like the band that has the least. Well, unsurprisingly, they weren't picked by any of us, right? So, of course, these are the ones that are going to be most chance that none of us are particularly familiar. And I guess that's happened. So, with all the listener picks so far, I guess none of us are like deeply familiar with any of them, right? I'm I'm pretty familiar with PJ Harvey, okay. Um, and I'm I have a passing familiarity with Kate Bush, probably more than than the two of you. I have heard things like Ariel and Fifty Words for Snow and stuff like that. Um. And then, yeah, The Cure is probably the one I'm least familiar with of all of the picks on this bracket, and I'm very familiar with uh, the artist that they are up against. song until it, until it finished. Good song. Uh, first in the listener poll by 
a huge margin, like mm-hmm. over double Kate Bush, who was oh, really, wow, yeah, insane, like, and pretty much from the beginning as well, like they were just always in first place. REM, um, look. Uh, maybe that's because they genuinely are that popular. Maybe it's because people want to hear me talk about REM, which I will gladly do for the rest of time, for an extended period <laughs> yeah. of time. Yeah, um, and it really would be an extended period of time—thirty-one years in the game. So from 1980 until they broke up in 2011, um, a huge span of time. Um, they had 15 studio albums, um, and I was trying to think about uh, like my highlights, things that I would pick out, and I think I came up with Murmur. Reckoning, Fables of the Reconstruction, Life's Rich Pageant, Document, Green, Out of Time, Automatic for the People, Monster, New Adventures in Hi-Fi, Up, Reveal, Around the Sun, Accelerate, and Collapse into Now. I would say that they're all pretty much my highlights in their career. Mm-hmm. It's that um, all 15 albums, Adam. It is all 15 albums. Yeah. And so when I really challenged myself, I came up with Murmur, Life's Rich Pageant, and Automatic for the People. But they're, they're, they're you know, look... I know I've said about PJ Harvey, you know, very quietly influential. I said my main argument for LCD sound system in that season would be quietly the most quietly influential artists working today. REM, my argument is the most influential artist of all time. Just right. probably the most influential American rock band of all time. If I'm going to put a qualifier on it, because I've just remembered the Beatles. But <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I think the, REM the, probably the, the most influential American rock band of all time. They're probably uh, the the gigantic nature of what that season could be is the reason that it potentially wouldn't be season five if it was something like that, right? right. Is that right? Yes, exactly, exactly. But so much to dig into there. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, artists who kind of pioneered or invented genres, right? REM, the genre that they pioneered is alternative rock, mm. <laughs> yes. which is just insane. <laughs> which is what anyone labels rock. themselves as now. Right, right, exactly, and kind of REM were like their first to put the to put the flag in the ground. Um, a huge margin first in the poll, embarrassingly huge. So that's the listener region: PJ Harvey versus Kate Bush, and The Cure versus REM. Those are some difficult matchups. Adam, here's a question for you. Yeah, if the listeners hadn't picked REM, do you think you would have? No. Oh, yeah. Um, because. I when when I when I joked a few seasons ago um about uh I I made what sounded like a joke a, a, a few a few seasons ago which is that if we did REM it would be our last season and I'm deadly serious if people vote for REM we're not continuing don't we're going to do REM and and then that'll be it I'm not going to do another dick. not, not going to do another episode it's not so true. if people vote for REM it will be our last Don't season. put people off No they won't now they're going to vote for it R-E-M. Yeah, now they'll definitely vote for it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop R-E-M. talking bollocks. Me I mean, talking we now about have to, R-E-M. we're now duty-bound to cover every one of these bands eventually. Absolutely. But but me talking about R.E.M. for what will be over a year, well over a year, would be the logical conclusion to this podcast, for sure. The, there's no coming back from that, guys. You're going to find me so annoying, so unbearable, that even you are not going to want to continue. <laughs> and the, our listener numbers will just get smaller and smaller and smaller across the REM season as I become some kind of grotesque figure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll just be our last season. It'll be our last season. But not even by choice. Not even like, hey, we're bowing out. You know, it'd just be, it would be... One day uh, me and Lucas don't turn up. Yeah, the, the podcast would become completely untenable. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two. 
I don't yes. like these. I don't like these jokes. I feel like there's a portion of people that don't know Adam because they're not, you know, <laughs> friends with Adam and don't yeah. know that Adam's joking. I'm not joking. Uh, oh. 100% sincerity. Please listen to our podcast. Oh, yeah, it would be our last season. Yeah, absolutely. He just shook absolutely. his head, guys. He just shook his head. <laughs> and that's the bracket. So round one of the bracket is Phoebe Bridges versus Childish Gambino, Rage Against the Machine versus Brand New, Arcade Fire versus Lady Gaga, My Chemical Romance versus The Beatles, Kendrick Lamar versus Kanye West, LCD Sound System versus Taylor Swift, PJ Harvey versus Kate Bush, and The Cure versus R.E.M. All of those things. When it came to listener voting, a few other artists really stood out in terms of number of votes. So here is a list of a few that got close. Okay, The Smiths, Pixies, Nine Inch Nails, Depeche Mode, David Bowie, The Clash, Blur, Sparks, Joy Division slash New Order, Suede, Pulp, Björk, Nick Cave, which really goes to show that a lot of our listeners absolutely love old white dudes. Yeah, um, lots of 70s, right? like, 80s and 90s. I mean, if you look at what actually made it through in, in the listener bracket, right? First take what we did, the, you know... Kanye West, 26 years in the game. The Beatles, 10 years in the game. My Chemical Romance, 12 years. Phoebe Bridges, 8 years in the game. If you look at the, the uh, listener bracket, PJ Harvey, 34 years. Kate Bush, 47 years. The Cure, 44 years. R.E.M., 31 years. These are artists that are going back quite a way and have huge, lengthy careers. Um, but I thought it was going to be even worse than that because the first band to take a lead, a noticeable lead, was The Fall. Yeah. That <laughs> which was really worrying. <laughs> we would have to veto, surely. <laughs> but then PJ Harvey and Kate Bush started moving up right at the beginning too. And then the REM votes started to like pour in. There, there was also, wasn't there a bit, there, there, was that, there was that sort of Britpop window where yes. it wasn't the top sort of blur, pulp and... And suede. Suede. <laughs> REM were never not in the lead from the moment that they took the lead, but then Pulp, Blur and Suede looked like they were going to be in contention. They all just sort of rotated at the top uh, as as a certain kind of listener arrived at the polls with lots of people basically only requesting Britpop bands as their entries. Um, and then it seems like the weird people and the goths got involved yeah, because nice. there, then there was a really late surge for Björk and Nick Cave and then PJ Harvey and Kate Bush again rose up through the charts. Björk and Nick Cave got the same number of votes as each other, incidentally, and were only one vote away from matching PJ Harvey. We nearly had a three-way tie for third place between PJ Harvey, Björk and Nick Cave. So there was a real appetite for the weirder artists from around that time period. I am quite pleased with how the vote turned out there was a bit there where i thought we are doomed to only cover all male british rock bands from the 90s that were either Britpop or Britpop adjacent and we've done two Britpop adjacent bands on this podcast already and i'm already sick of talking about Britpop. i don't know about you guys mm. i was sick of talking about Britpop before it was even a thing <laughs> <laughs> there's a few really great uh Britpop podcasts out there and I don't really fancy adding to them or becoming one of them or being in competition with them because they're great. Um, a few people said The Cure anyway, so well done on that, guys. Well yeah, done. Even though Adam uh, specifically told you not to. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were some really fucking weird shouts that never would have got more votes than just the one person suggesting them. So 100 Gex, uh, Belinda Carlisle, Blue October, Bon Jovi, <laughs> Halloween... Oh. 
Jeff Rosenstock, Maynard James Keenan, Stereophonics. And then at the end, people were suggesting like novelty acts <laughs> that, where, where I think the novelty would wear off pretty quickly. So there's four novelty acts uh, or like novelty suggestions that people did that only got one vote each. Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. um, The Wombles. Mm-hmm. Um, someone wanted us to do all of the Now That's What I Call Music compilations. <laughs> I mean, that's quite a good idea. And then the most novelty of all novelty picks, one person said Oasis. Um, <laughs> mm. Did someone there... also novelty pick Adam Scott Glasspool? Yeah, so we had four or five votes for Adam Scott Glasspool that I didn't count. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and then there were some big artists that only got one vote, which I was really surprised by. Daft Punk, one person mentioned wow. it. That's me as well. <laughs> was it? No. no. <laughs> Foo Fighters, Gorillas, Kings of Leon, Mogwai, Sufjan Stevens, Beach Boys and White Stripes all only had one mention each. And then, of course, we had a few people saying Manics again. So I guess we'll do that. Uh, in terms of crossover with our picks... The most popular of our picks would be Arcade Fire, which belongs to Lucas. But Lucas has also picked the only artist in the bracket who wasn't mentioned by anyone at all. Michael McCrimmons. Which is Lady Gaga. Oh, really? So brand new was mentioned. Brand new were mentioned. Childish Gambino was mentioned. I guess the obvious us picks people probably said because they know that we would want to talk about them, right? Yeah, People people want Adam to talk about R.E.M. People might want you and I to talk about Arcade Fire or Brand New for some reason. People said Kendrick, people said Kanye, people said Phoebe Bridges, people said Brand New, people said loads of people said Rage Against the Machine. They were very nearly in the top 20. Definitely more than one person said Aqua as well. Only one, only one person. Is it just one? Okay, fair. Yeah, okay. I love you okay. didn't include that in the novelty acts, Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm a serious artist. I'm, I'm gutted we're not doing them. Yeah. Um... Everything else in the bracket, yeah, was like middle of the pack with numerous mentions from our listeners. Uh, Kendrick Lamar was second to Arcade Fire. Uh, and so that's it. That's your lot. Check your preferred social media between midday Friday and midday Saturday every week, starting this week, to vote in our head-to-heads and get behind the artists you would like to win, listeners. Post some encouragement or why you think others should vote for certain artists. We want huge arguments and we personally are not afraid to fight dirty for our picks. Yeah. So I was about to ask, okay. are we allowed to campaign? I'm, I'm going in windmilling with keys between my fingers, basically. <laughs> right, okay. So can for, I go door to, so I can go door to door with flyers. Yes. Leafleting, absolutely. Exactly. Full on propaganda. Can we chime in on each other's picks? Can, or yeah, is 100%. that getting a bit... I'm allowed oh, to no, say, if I, want, tell if I me. want people to pick... <laughs> Pick yeah. someone over someone else. Oh, definitely, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm going to be dirty. I'm gonna straight get real... in. This Friday, I'm going to be heavily campaigning for Phoebe Bridges to win this matchup. Anyway. Well, this is the thing that we should point out, is that even though you might see somebody ahead on Twitter, we're counting the votes from Instagram as well. So just because somebody so, wins wh- one on one... How can, yeah. So is it, is it purely you're going to put a poll up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook? Yeah. So there's no email in with a vote. Nope. No, there's nope, no nope, 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 DM nope. us, slide into our DMs. Nope, 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 nope. TikTok nope, nope, apparently nope. doesn't do voting. We're counting number of votes across those three platforms. So yes. even though it looks like one might win on one platform, you don't actually know if that's the case because we're counting all of it. But we won't be sharing the winner of the final until the actual season starts because we have to have some suspense. And also, I think we have said that if it is another all-male white rock band with a really long discography that will potentially do something a bit shorter and something that definitely isn't 
uh, an all-male white rock band with a long. We might do a little another. We might do another little Billy season adjacent or something. Yeah, something something, something short like and sweet and nice. I actually think there's an artist that we've talked about. Um, hmm. Is it the hmm. so the Beatles? Yeah, so we'll do the Beatles. So the, if the Beatles, Beatles win, so for example, if the Beatles won, we'll do the Beatles. To, uh, we'll do as the a Beatles. little palate cleanse clen- in between, we'll do yeah. like uh, I don't know, like the Beatles. Beatles. Paul McCartney. No, yeah, sure. we'll do the yeah, Paul yeah. McCartney song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll go backwards. We'll go backwards, um, guys. That's it. I'm really excited to see how people vote in all of these. Uh, but that for now is is the end of another episode. Uh, join us for our next episode on Monday. But before that, let us know what you think of all these picks. Let us know if someone that you voted for got through to the final bracket and let us know who you want to win. Uh, you can do that by finding us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, which is where all the polls will be. What is Music Pod on TikTok, which is where the polls aren't. But some great memes are. So many good memes. What is music? That's I that one that goes Fab Five Freddy and they've got a big chin. Big yeah. one, yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to send in something a little bit longer and have a go at all of the people who didn't vote your favourite artist into the bracket, we'll read it out on the show. You can email us, whatismusicpod at gmail.com. And there's also a couple of ways that you can support us other than listening if you would like to, and one is to buy our merchandise. If you go to whatismusicpod.redbubble.com, you'll find some stupid designs and one John Major one. And if you'd like to just chuck us a few quid, you can go to coffee.com, ko-fi.com, slash whatismusic. All donations gratefully received. And go towards our running costs. That about does it. Thanks again for listening. Uh, we don't have a sign-off for uh, normal episodes. So, bye. Yeah, bye. Don't bracket your bracket or bracket will bracket your bracket. I mean, it's not bad. It's fine.